0: we unaccustomed to courage exiles from delight live coiled in shells of loneliness until love leaves its high holy temple and comes into our sight to liberate us into life love arrives and in its train comes ecstasies old memories of pleasure ancient histories of pain Yet, if we are bold, love strikes away the chains of fear from our souls. We are weaned from our timidity. In the flush of love's light, we dare be brave. And suddenly we see that love costs all we are and will ever be. Yet, it is only love which sets us free. Hey y'all. It's your girl KC and I'm back with another episode of Thriving with a Sprinkle of Depression. <sighs> I take a deep breath releasing fear and I take a deep breath in to just inhale gratitude and love. Gratitude has really been just in my spirit and in my, my heart over the past couple of weeks, few weeks now, Um, and the poem that you previously heard a few minutes ago in this episode is a poem by the late, great Maya Angelou, um, and it is called Touched by an Angel, Um, and Maya's purpose for this poem, uh, Touched by an Angel, was to show that we are not truly living until we accept love in our hearts and i just find it so ironic y'all so you know let me just go this is story time at this point at this moment um so i you know you got you guys know i've been going to therapy i've been seeing my therapist absolutely love her um and just really working on myself spiritually physically emotionally mentally all the things i want to make sure crystal is like good right before i can invite Anyone into my aura or invite anyone into my space or my tribe? Um, I want to make sure that I'm good for myself, not for anyone else but myself. Um, and so, over these—I um, don't even know how many days it's been now—but so we're in the season of Lent, and I was talking to um, my friends and my at my job about, you know, what is everybody giving up for Lent? And previously before the Lent season I had done a twenty one day fast. Um and it was um fasting from foods from like I believe midnight to to four and then I could eat like salmon um after four. Um so I knew when I when the Lent season started, I'm like, I don't feel like God is calling me to fast from food. Like, I just, I don't feel like that's an area that I need to show discipline in, right? Um, I've been working out, going to the gym. Social media is not really, like, an addiction of mine, so it wasn't social media or it wasn't something that God needed me to um, uh, release in this season, so... My friends, were we were all in the office and we were talking about, you know, what everybody's giving up. And some of my friends said food and um, one of my friends said she's going to challenge herself not to curse. So, like, really being intentional about her her tongue and and what um, she's saying and the words that she's saying by, you know, really digging deep into your heart space, right? So... I jokingly said like, "Oh, I'm I'm giving away f- I'm giving up fear." Like for the next 40 days, fear is not my portion. Like that's not if it's something that I want to do or I need I know I need to do especially in business, in finance, in my career, and like relationships, plat- platonic, family, and romantic relationships, I'm going to do it. And the moment that fear starts to take over, you know, um I'm going to lean into scripture. I'm going to lean into God. I'm going to lean into prayer to kind of get me through, right? So before I had that revelation of what I really meant about giving up fear, I just, I started thinking, I'm like, is that even real? Like, is that a tangible thing? Like I know when I was thinking about what I'm giving up, the only thing that came to mind was like, I just need to do it, whatever it is, right? So I text our group chat. And I ask everyone, you know, what exactly are the stipulations of Lent? Like, when you're giving up, whatever it is that you're giving up, um, what is, you know, the purpose of... Or what, what's the purpose of it? Not, not necessarily what's the purpose of it, but my question was, does it have to be something tangible? Something that I can touch, see, feel like... Because fear is just, it's a feeling, right? So I posed a question um, to my group chat. And the question was, do you believe the 40-day fast has to be something tangible that you give up? Um, And I just said, would would like to hear y'all's opinions and thoughts. So um, one of my friends said, Crystal, I'm curious of your thoughts. Maybe a fast of time, refocusing your time to God, but that may require us to give up something. And then another one of my friends, and these are all my coworkers, who are really like my sister circle, right? Um, Another one said, Crystal, if I may add my two cents, I believe the Lenten season is more about seeing how God is wanting you to be more obedient rather than focusing on what you'll be giving up. If you think of it that way, whatever may be distracting you from remaining obedient, that may be what needs to be given up. And then she put, um, she sent another message with, uh, 1 Samuel 15, uh, and 22, and I'll read that in a second. Um, but, it was in that moment where I just thought, okay, Crystal, this is exactly what you need to be doing. You need to be giving up. Um or not focusing on your fear, right? Because that really is that was the that's the issue. That is what has always been the issue for me. Stopping myself from doing things because of fear, um, having a, a brainchild or idea that God may have just dropped down in my spirit at two AM in the morning or after a conversation of some sort. Um, But so my friends continue to go on. And one of my friends says, been chewing on that all day uh, because I had the same question, Crystal. If you're struggling in remaining obedient and being a good steward of your time, then giving up what's taking away most of your time may need to be where you start. If you're struggling with gluttony, then giving up excess foods that's harmful to your body is what needs to go. So my response, this is my response, y'all. So I was talking to, and I named my my two friends and my coworkers who were in the office with me. And I jokingly, but with ease, said I was going to let go of my fear. Like really being intentional and seeking God in every little decision, especially in my business. And now hearing, you know, those two point of views, I was saying I feel even more clear that I focus on my fear of failure almost every day which gets in the way of me fully surrendering and being obedient. Hence, going back to what Maya is saying, you know, uh that poem touched by an angel was to show that we are true we are not truly living until we accept love into our hearts. I read that and I say, I'm not truly living or I'm not live. I'm always going to be living in fear and I'm not truly living if I don't really accept God and his love into my heart and really lean into the the fact that in all things, he's going to be there in all things, he's supporting me. So fear is really me thinking that I can, I have control over whatever it is that I want to do, right? Right. So another one of my friends, my friend, co-worker said, so when I think about fasting, I think about denying the flesh in pursuit of God. So over the years, I've denied flesh in different ways, food, drink, TV, people, feelings, and places, ensuring that when the flesh wanted or desired, I turned my focus to God. This year, doing a twofold, no fast food and no shopping outside of needed items, such as food and meds. Um, and she, that same friend, she went on to say, um, uh, years ago, I gave up feelings of insecurity and doing that during that time, I sought God in that area and read and prayed every time those feelings surfaced. And at the time it was a lot, but to God be the glory for self-awareness and self-confidence. I walk in now, I will stand and pray with you, you know, trusting that all these things are coming Coming true, but, you know, I start this episode off by just saying, (sighs) I'm leaning into gratitude these days because of the intention of fear not being my future, right? And every single time, the last few days and maybe a week, two weeks now, maybe almost three weeks now, I've really felt the intention shift in my, in my heart, in my mind, in my body, in my soul, like the intention has shifted and it's, it has shifted by, you know, every time I'm curious, if there's something in me that is just inquisitive, I want to know more, or I'm watching a show or watching a a movie, or I'm at work and I hear something, or I, you know, find out something on the news about an injustice or something, I'm, I'm diving deep into the things that will feed, feed um, joy and, and life, living it more abundantly, gratitude, peace, happiness, freedom, and pushing away from fear, so for me, that's diving deeper into the word, and um, to get back to that scripture that my friend dropped in our group chat, it was First Samuel 15 and 22. And it says, but Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than that, that better than fat of rams. So simple, obedience over sacrifice right and in all things i don't i don't care if you are just not a christian person a person of faith you don't believe in god whatever it is like obey whatever you you know to be true and right whoever your lord is for me i you know jesus christ i'm obeying him so that i can go forward in all the fruitfulness and the blessings that he has for me and my hiccup was always not believing that God could do it. So then I had to like lean on my own strength, which was fickle. Is fickle, continues to be fickle. I I struggle daily if I'm if I'm deciding I want to do it on in my own strength, in my own uh, on my own will, and in my own timing. But then when I go deeper into these scriptures, when I go deeper into conversations with friends. And family, I understand that it's God's strength and God's faith that gets me farther and farther away from fear and closer and closer to faith and to freedom and peace and liberty and joy and gratitude. Gratitude has been my safe haven. It's been my my sounding board. It's been like a womb for me, like I'm in the womb of gratitude, And I love that so much because nothing can touch that. Like when there's a glow about me, I feel like that's just me living and walking, breathing and feeling and loving and gratitude. Thank you, God, for all that you're doing. Thank you, God, for all that you're getting ready to do. Thank you, God, for all that you've done. So those things help me really to just keep on keeping on for real, for real. Um, but to get back into, to get back into, like, the essence of who Crystal is, all the greatness of who I, who I am and who I am destined to be in the future is, you know, the ultimate goal, um, and to just live in that happily, joyfully, thriving in that happily and joyfully. Um so that was you know a part of my week last week other things that happened I talked about it on social media but my bishop uh at one point he talked about like there being um suddenlies and immediately in your household and just to give you some context There is a um, scripture that talks about, you know, God doing once, you know, you obey and you follow God's commandments and all the things that he needs for you to do in order to get you to the next level. You know, um, once those things are done, suddenly and immediately things change, right? So, um, and... To give context for anyone who is not a believer, um, once you do something, like it's amazing how. Just to give context, it's amazing how things can change so quickly. Once you change your mindset, or once you decide I'm gonna get up and you know it's I'm determined to have a good day today, or I'm gonna get up and I'm determined to get this work done. Suddenly and immediately, it's already done. I know because of my faith and because of evidence of what has been done in my life that it's God that those suddenly and immediately are happening. So um I was talking to my therapist and in like towards the end of the session and we were talking about so many different things and my therapist is so funny because she says to me all the time, "I'm so mad that you're my client." And I'm just like, "Girl, I feel the same way because I, you know, I'm very, um, I, I, I like to say that my discernment when it comes to just energy and, and what I am willing to accept in the moment, um, what's good for me and what's not good for me. And and when time has like, time is up for a relationship or when time is still going on in a relationship. So me and my therapist, we just, we have such great conversations. Therapeutic relationship is definitely number one. But, um, you know, when she gets, when I, I guess when I get the revelation, I'm just talking and then I'm just like, it clicks for me. She'll always laugh and she says, oh, I'm so mad you're my client. And it, I find it funny, but I also find it flattering because I, I share the same sentiments. I feel like her and I would be just, We would bounce ideas off of each other and be really, really great friends. But, you know, I value my therapeutic relationship and her being my therapist way more than um, a friendship. So uh, she, we were, I was talking to her about my my last two weeks since the last time we met. And um, we were going through life things. We were going through career things and business things, relationship, dating, you know, all the things, family things. And, um, she had said to me though, in the last session, she said, you know, when God, you know, decides to move in your life, it's going to be so quick and so suddenly. And at the moment when she said it, I remember my bishop saying the immediately and the suddenly, but it still hadn't clicked to me because in my mind, I'm thinking immediately, suddenly, you know, all right, I'm about to, you know, the the bank is going to just be overflowing with whatever, you know, God sees fit to give me or, you know, the business is just going to pop off and which those things will happen. But it was in my session with her where I was just like, I told her, I said in this very moment. Because of all the revelations that I've had over my life and the transitions that are happening, transformation that is happening in my life on the in from the inside out, uh, I told her I said I now understand what my bi- my uh, bishop was talking about when he said, you know, suddenly and immediately, sometimes in life, and even I feel like this is where fear comes in for me is when. You know, you feel like okay, I'm doing the work, and I'm the tangible things are happening, and I see it. But we want more tangible things to happen, or maybe we are putting ourselves in a position to see the tangible things happen—to see, you know, the bank statements to change, to see the business flourishing, to see the seats are uh, filled in the audience, and to see, you know, a relationship come to fruition and, and a marriage and children and all these things, but. It was just in that moment where I realized like, the first thing that needs to happen, especially for me, the first thing that needed to happen was transformation to happen inside, transformation to happen in my heart and in my mind. For me, fear comes from, number one, people pleasing, needing to know that everyone agrees and this is what I should do and this is how I should do it, and then also belief in you know, what, what was placed in me, right? The dreams, the visions, the goals, all the things that were just placed in me, believe that, wow, I have been given this responsibility and I can do it. So because I had And still sometimes have some thoughts that are just, they question what is already in me. That was what needed to transform. That was what needed to change. The mindset, the heart of it all needed to transform. And I told my therapist, I'm like, I just, I understand that the transformation is really what needed to happen. And once it happened, it happened like wildfire. Like, oh my gosh, things are changing. Like my mindset is changing. And I was telling one of my friends last night not to boast about myself or to, you know, be braggish or, you know, try to make myself seem like I'm above and anyone is beneath me. But I've heard, I've been hearing it and, and it's, you know, it's a, a awesome compliment to me. I, I receive it and I love it. But so many people have been telling me you're glowing. There's a difference about you when... I talked to my dad on the phone. He's like, "I hear the smile on your face." Like, but I and I and one thing that my dad says to me that I truly appreciate is um, your confidence is so much better. It it has grown to the point where you know I finally feel like you're stepping into who you are, and um. <laughs> One thing that I think that, so I I have a, a, a backup story after that. But yes, my dad says to me, you know, your confidence is growing and I see you and I understand, you know, that things are changing and I love to see the transformation. And I was telling my friend Ryan the other day how um, when I first moved from Orlando back to South Florida, uh, one of the first people you know, person that I told was my dad. And he automatically was like, no, I don't want you to move back. And, you know, uh, uh, to hear that from a parent, is just like, dang, you don't want me back? Like, what's going on? And um, although he respected it and he, you know, helped me and made sure that I was good once I moved, um, he understood that that was not that was not my portion. Number one, I was moving back, you know, for a relate, a dead end relationship, number one. And also number two, fear of whatever was coming or fear of not knowing what was coming next. Right. Um, so, you know, my dad, once I left South Florida and came to Atlanta, my dad said to me, you know, there's a difference in you. The aura, the air about you is different, but in a great way. Your confidence is different. Your your energy is different. The way that you are tapping into your spiritual mindset is different. You're maturing in a different way. And I told my therapist, and I told my friend Ryan, and I thank God about this that I felt seen at that moment by my father. And I and I feel like I can even say I feel seen just by people in general for so many years. I've always gotten, oh my God, Chris, you're so confident. And you know, you're I love the way you put your your outfits together and your hair is so funky. You're so confident and bold. But back then the difference is I was so reluctant to receive those compliments. I was so reluctant to really allow those those compliments and that feedback to penetrate the very depths of me because i knew that it all that was trans you know transpiring and all that that they saw was a mask of me hiding me not digging deep into what i needed to heal and what i needed to fix and what i needed to come to terms to whereas now you know, when people say, you know, there's a glow about you. You just seem so much lighter and you're happy and you you, you look amazing. Yes, I'm still humble and, you know, I receive it. And I never want to, to get a big head over these compliments. But I receive it understanding that, number one, all glory goes to God. And number two, I believe you because I feel it and I see it in myself. If don't nobody else say, you know, Crystal... I don't see fear on you. I see joy. I see gratitude. I see joy, um, love, peace, harmony, liberty. I see it all. I I can faithfully say <laughs> that that is what God has transformed in me, and it has happened so quickly. Because if I look back on Crystal from last year, and then now reflect on the Crystal today. I see such a change, and back then, last year, I did not see, I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It was no suddenly and immediately. It was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in this this place of just, like, I just feel heavy, and just, I feel dark and dim, and I'm going to be here for years until I figure out what it is that I needed to do, but all I needed to do was submit to God's will, obey all the things that he needed me to do in order for me to step into my, my womb of gratitude, right? So I'm just, I'm truly, I'm touched, but I think most of all, I am in awe at how quickly God really can transform my heart and how quickly Number one, love for, for God and love for myself can change the trajectory of where I'm going. Um, so, you know, this episode is... <laughs> I don't even know that this is... You know, my notes are here, but I've, I probably have gone really off the rails in this episode. But I feel like this episode is an a homage to love and joy um, and living, I, two, a week ago or two, um, when I ha- was having that discussion with my coworkers in our group chat, one of my co- my friends, Carmen, shout out to Carmen, she posted in the group, um, a song, Fear Is Not My Future, um, and it was the version by, oof, I cannot remember his name, I think Rich Talbert and um, Tasha Cobb, um, and I went and listened to it. I'm like, oh, I know this song. Maverick City has a song has a version of this song, and I listened to it over and over and over and over again. And I'm just like, <laughs> even now, like I'm it. It was confirming to me then, but now I there was a post that I saw on Instagram today, and it basically said, it's amazing how God will confirm things um, in my life or confirmed situations in my life by like, he'll confirm it by different things, like aligning different messages that I've heard maybe a week ago or a month ago. So it's like the fear is not my future song. Um, me even thinking about like fear, not I'm doing away with fear. So I, um, long story short, I went and got a dry erase marker, And on every mirror, I kid you not, on every mirror in my apartment, I have three phrases. I have fear is not my future, don't postpone joy, and I live to live again. So I don't care which corner I turn to, that is what I see. When I wake up in the morning and I look in this mirror... Uh, in front of me or I look in the mirror that's literally directly to the right of me. I see fear is not my future. Don't postpone joy. I live to live again. And I kid you not, even through the days that have been rough and you know the discussions with coworkers that turn to a heated, you know, discussion, a heated argument in the moment, I still feel gratitude. I still feel joy. I still feel love. And I still feel the transformation of who I was and now who I am. Um, And I'm just, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for it all. I really am. I really, 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 really am. Um, And I'm, I'm looking at my notes now on a sheet of paper from just notes that I have, I look down and it's uh scripture, You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. And that's Psalm four and seven. And um yeah, I just I just think this is all a part of me being intentional with where I wanna be, where I want to go and what I want just in my life and Surrounding me. Um, I'm so grateful, y'all. This this is not what this episode was intended to be it's in my mind, but it's everything of what God intended it to be. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed and I hope you continue to enjoy this podcast, Thriving with a Sprinkle of Depression. Before I sign off for today, please uh go visit Casey Connect's website. And you will find uh, all the podcast episodes on the website. Also, merchandise uh, for Thriving with a Sprinkle of Depression podcast. We have sweatshirts, we have hats, and we have t-shirts, and we have some new things coming very, very soon. So if you have not already, go and pre-order your items. That is on kcconnects.com. And yeah, just check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, And as always, it has been a pleasure. Until next time, you can find me on social media, on Instagram at k-a-y-c-underscore-underscore-m-s-w. And on Facebook, Crystal Curry, K R Y S T A L. C-U-R-R-I-E. Also, make sure you go rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple today.